And one of my confessions was like, mm, fried plantain, mm, it's okay, I'm not really fast. And people actually like tweeted me like, um, are you okay? So, and I've your said, brain don't scatter. I've said some weird stuff on this podcast and I was just like, this is you have a problem with? Like people genuinely were just like, oh, maybe you haven't had any good one. Because I'm sure I've had a good one. But... Like it's by force. <laughs> if you don't like, you don't like. I, but that's, I'm surprised. I don't know why. For me, it's not like I hate it. It's mm-hmm. more like it, I don't find it necessary. Okay, and welcome to Carla Out the Box podcast. And as always, this is Mo. Um, episode number 53. I'm trying to say the episode numbers now. Um, and I'm joined by a lovely guest co host. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hello, my name's Olive Aliakwe. Hello, welcome, Olive. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you for joining me today. Um, I think, yeah, let's get straight into it. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay, so my name's Olive Aliakwe, as I said. I'm 41. I was, Ooh, we're exposing ages. <laughs> I, I mean, I care. I'm 41 and proud, going on ancestry, in fact. Um, so born in Nigeria, West Africa, and basically, yeah, my background is whole dual citizenship with back home and in the yeah. UK. And I'm married, I'm a mother. Um, uh, what's it? I run a property maintenance business with my okay. husband. Nice. And um, before that, I worked for 15 years in broadcast media in the UK. So nice. working from researcher, production coordinator to producer in different sectors, including broadcast media, film, radio, and a whole load of other stuff nice. as well. Yes. Okay, so yeah. you're used to the whole media space. Yes. And then you actually have your own kind of like project, mm-hmm. Good Vibes. Yes. Spelt very differently. So yes, so Good Vibes is spelt G-U-D. Yes. Uh, for good and then vibes as in vibes cartel yes but yeah separate the cartel <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good way to describe it <laughs> exactly but it's it's so slang for good vibes as yes. in positivity so good gud because i love pigeon and slang a lot of west africans use that especially yeah. nigeria and vibes for the caribbean side which okay. matches the kind of that bridge yeah between my husband's jamaican antiguan oh Yes, he is. Oh, wow. And I'm Niger. So we started it together. (laughs) And that's what it's about. Exactly. So we wanted to marry those figures in literally. um, And to just summarise, so that's right, it's done because it's a lot. So maybe it's an online platform and for positive content and gist and mainly to empower people with constructive and social-led discussions and inspiration. inspirational guests that's yeah. why I, I reached out for a collab with you yeah I, I just I find I find collab the box speaks to that in terms of empowering people with knowledge entertainment human wisdom and you um em- embody that really well so so Aww. as I say that's what blushing, collab- blushing. she's blushing <laughs> and that's why and um, so the segments for good vibes include things like solutions um I shouldn't I can't can I swear yeah, of course yes. you can. Um, so what, what the fuck scenarios, which we'll be doing later. <laughs> and the most recent one is like um, INFAQs, so infrequently asked questions. Okay. Which is just to provoke discussion about 
questions you don't normally hear, like beyond the headlines yeah. and discussions. Yeah. I think for me, when I looked at Good Vibes, it's just, I thought it was kind of like a similar concept to Colour Out of the Box in that it's just conversations between people mm-hmm. and just the way you structure it with like some like out there questions mm-hmm. to kind of like start the conversation. Yes. And I think it's quite good because our the previous episode, which was all about trying to ask questions to mm. provoke conversation b- beyond saying, I'm fine and how mm. are you doing? So yeah, yeah. That was good. So yeah, so I, I really like it. So mm. I think I'm going to put all your socials and mm-hmm. how the good people can find you in the podcast description and also on the website. Mm-hmm. so do go and check out um, Olive's um, platform mm-hmm. definitely worth a look and some of those I'm going to say WTF situations <laughs> are really funny so do go and check it out yes. okay so let's take a moment cool okay so straight into um, the episode so I suppose I kind of I think at this point we normally talk about like I don't know stuff that's going on in the, on the timeline social media and I don't know, for me, I felt like there wasn't much going on. <laughs> but there was a few things that I wanted to bring about. So I was like scrolling along and I always go onto the Voice Online, you know, the Voice newspaper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they had an article about Whitney Houston mm. being on tour. And I was like, you know, um, I'm, I don't want to be, um, you know, crass or insensitive, but... She, she's not with us anymore mm-hmm, she's mm-hmm. resting in peace mm. um so how are we going to have a Whitney Houston tour and I thought it was mm. going to be like a tribute and what they're doing is one of these holograms mm. um kind of like concerts where it's a hologram of mm. Whitney Houston and then it's going to be like a full live band backing dancers and all that bloody blah, blah, blah. Mm. how do you feel about this whole thing of bringing back you know the dead um so I also want to reference Prince, mm. who famously said, do not do this mm. <laughs> to me when uh-huh. I pass mm. and everything. So um, what do you think about this whole thing? Would you go to a Whitney Houston hologram tour? No. Yeah? No. no? Okay, so I wish I'd look at the, benef- the, the good and the bad about this. The, the, mm. the, the positive, fantastic for the fans. Yes. It, it's great. It's a way to acknowledge her greatness and her legacy um enjoy yeah yeah enjoy. Uh, obviously love for me Whitney. <laughs> listen she's amazing um my my mother loved her it was by force to go and see the bodyguard i had <laughs> hey, no the bodyguard interest is a good film <laughs> i went and me i do not judge until i've seen it was beautiful she yeah. was i i that's when i learned about her yeah. and her magnificence i can't even watch the documentary about her now because i don't I want to. I don't want anything tainted by the memory. There's, yeah. there's good nostalgia about yeah. those memories, and you can't hold a candle to her. Yeah. There was one interview I watched a long time ago, and someone asked her about LGBT community, and and she just she wouldn't answer. She wasn't going to be drawn into that yeah. beef. She literally said, "We're all God's children." That's it. Yeah. Class. Yeah. So that's one side of things. Me, it's not my portion. <laughs> I have zero interest. Honestly, initially when you sent me that question, the first thing I thought of was it's like a elaborate elaborate seance in a stadium yeah it just for me i didn't even think mm, of that yeah it's see it's that yeah mm. that's the nigerian in you being yeah. like no no is this, we is don't it? mess with the spirits thank you that's it that's the main thing but profit and loss yeah. i'm thinking profit in terms for the fans yeah for the publishing house for the estate for the promoters loss no I think for me, when I first heard, of, when I first saw it, I was a little bit like, mm, I'm not sure. Mm. 
I get it mm-hmm. because there would have because so for instance um I never saw say like Michael Jackson in concert and mm. think um and you know you see old videos of when he was at his absolute kind of like hype you know where he like comes on stage and just stands there for like 20 minutes and doesn't even move and like <laughs> grown men and like women are like fainting in the audience just from the sight of him mm. I was I was no, I'm not even sure if I was around, but I was definitely mm. too young to experience that. Yes. But that is, it's in, it's in the past. It's, yes. you know, and I kind of feel like we've got enough footage and there's like, you know, videos mm. and stuff like that, documentaries, films, that bringing back someone via hologram, yes. I do feel it's, it's slightly disrespectful. Yes. Because even, I think they did it at Coachella a few years ago when they had like two-pack um, hologram. What's the feedback on that? So the thing is though, there was a lot of people in the audience that mm. would never have even been around or even have experienced uh-huh. Tupac when he was around. Mm. So for them, it was like, oh, wow, great. But I kind of felt like, true kind of like fans were a little bit it's a bit disrespectful mm, exactly. so not my like you said like we've got loads of good memories mm. of her so mm. for me i didn't think it was needed yes i get like the films and the documentaries i even think like you know the whole they did like a mini series about her life yeah i get it mm-hmm. but a whole like concert mm. I think it would have been actually just nicer just have her tribute band and then just have like guest singers mm. singing um, some of you know Whitney's greatest hits yes. I think that would actually be nicer yes and also an opportunity to see some new talent as well yes true. so it's almost kind of like she would be promoting new talent yes but yeah well. I just I if okay if the estate if going by what the voice have said if it's factual that the her brother Gary's involved and the people that know her yeah like, like, like toured with her yeah the singers and, and vocalists if they thought that's what she wanted then good you're respecting that in yeah a way. I suppose it kind of gives it a little bit of integrity yes if exactly those people are involved exactly if that if that if they're involved then by all means, you know, it's not just a kind of, um, how do you say, cynical paying the bills and stuff like that. If you're actually paying homage to all of your craft and what you created with her, yeah. go forth. But for me, it mm, doesn't sit well. Yeah. <laughs> to um i don't know do you watch do you have netflix yes okay are you going to be watching the new top boy um season three maybe at some point so i watched i yeah i did i watched top boy back in the day when mm-hmm. it first came out i don't think i was the target audience but i still <laughs> i enjoyed it um why'd you say that i don't know i'm for see so this is why i want to even talk about it I must say some content where it is focused on this very much, very specific lens and view of Mm -hmm. like what black culture is within the UK. So around, I don't know, like knife crime, the streets and that kind of thing, drugs. I've seen it. 
I've seen it in real life. I've seen it on screen. I don't, I kind of think I'm ready for new things, new content, mm-hmm. new stories. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was like, it was really good. And it came out, we're recording on a Saturday. It came out yesterday, the yes. new season. And I think it's definitely going to do well. And from what I've heard and seen online, it's filmed really well. The story's really good. Mm-hmm. And I do think there is a place for it, but it has had some criticism be- in terms of, are we perpetrating the same stories mm-hmm. and narrative about black culture specifically? Mm. I saw Which, the trailer. Yeah. I the trailer. You... I got excited because I saw Little Sims. Yes. So I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> um, I love her. So yeah. And um, I'm glad we'll that see. I don't think Drake is going to be in it. You're glad? Yeah, because you know what it is? He's he's very um, uh, appreciative mm-hmm. of, like, um, black British culture. Okay. And I... I don't he, know too much about Drake. Yeah, yeah, but because he, um, pro- he co-produced it, so he's mm. one of the reasons why it's back. Mm. And I think it showed really good restraint that he didn't insist on having a role in it. Because yes. that would have been awkward. <laughs> I hope he's not in it. I've not seen the Has he series. acted before? Yeah, he's a, he's like a child actor. Like he before he was a singer. In Canada? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought that was left behind. Okay, yeah. carry on. So mm. he, I'm, I'm not saying he can't act. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that in this, it would have been ah, a bit weird. Yes. It would have been like, it's the same kind of issue that I kind of had with Beyonce in Lion King. Mm-hmm. Is Beyonce in Lion King. I know it makes no sense, but it makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you couldn't get past that. That's Beyonce. So I think it kind of took away from the role slightly. Mm -hmm. So the same way Drake being in this, it would have been, oh, it's Drake. Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. no matter what accent he tried to do. But anyway, back to the questioning point. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, so there has been some criticism Mm -hmm. around, is it the same stories narratives Mm. that are being spun Mm. do we need to hear this again or see this again what do you think olive okay so from my perspective from your perspective from my perspective that's why you're here the issue the (laughs) issue no the the issue is because i work and have worked Mm. for nearly two decades in this industry yeah and have interviewed so many different peoples yeah frontline workers that work with youth services people in prison, mm. family survivors of imprisoned and all kinds of people and from kids' company, people living with austerity yeah. and the root causes of it. Because of my existing knowledge, yeah. that's probably why I haven't watched it. Like you uh, said, it's okay. been seen and done before for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. I was taught by a great mentor, not everybody, don't assume everybody knows everything. Of course. So for that reason... It might be new to somebody. Yeah. So it needs to be out there. Yeah. Okay. From a broadcaster point of view and a different Mm. point of view, Channel 4's remit is to bring something different. For my experience, same as Channel, even ITV and and BBC, their drama is hard-hitting. Yeah. Hard-hitting. What they can't say in the news and beyond the headlines that might not be um, acknowledged, explored... News time, panorama, all these kind of things, mm. and other dispatches, other programs, they can do in their drama and they can do in their satire. So yeah. we don't know what Channel 4 are bringing. It depends what the writers have said. So it might actually be solution led yeah. content. So I can't judge what I haven't seen. So that's my point of view. And the thing is, that. and I wouldn't want to judge it because I haven't mm. seen this mm. season. And as I said, 
maybe I'm not necessarily the target audience mm. and everything. Um, but I do get this. I think for me, you know, this is old, like this very cliche saying that black people, we're not a monolith. We're different. We, you know, there's different aspects of mm. us. And I do think it is time to start telling those stories. So, you know, I'd love to see, I'd love to see, I watch a lot of um, sci-fi. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to see like some science fiction. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see some fantasy, yeah. a thriller, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of things. Um, but I suppose it's what gets funding, what yes. gets the approval. So I just, I think there's still a space for this and mm-hmm. I think there needs to be. Mm-hmm. But I do think we need to open up that space to kind of like hear other stories. Yeah. Like let's let's see the sketch comedies and mm. the rom coms and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I haven't. For me, I always go from okay, do the research. I don't, but I haven't had a chance because yeah. I, like you, I have varied interests and tastes. Yeah, and I don't know which voice is telling the story. Who are the writers beyond Drake? Who are is oh yeah, actually, he's is, not a writer. I, don't I mean, think, uh, no. who? Yeah. I mean, who are the writers? Yeah. Who's the yeah. voice? Do they come from that community? Mm. You know, is it different voices? So my thing is that. So if they, if it's first-hand knowledge of these stories and these realities, why are you complaining? Yeah. Just in general, the ones yeah. complaining. I totally understand that, and we'll talk about that later. About why it's just like, as uh, Chimamanda says, the you know dangers of a single narrative yeah. and all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, if there's people who know those stories involved, deal with the reality. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like Game of Thrones fans. They didn't like the, the backlash about the ending and stuff like that. I, I, was, I don't I was, watch. I was one of those people. I was, okay. I was, I was angry. All right. Let me... <laughs> we don't talk about that here. Okay, we're not talking about... But we're, we're, Honestly, it's I'm almost re- like we've... All the Game of Thrones fans, we've just decided collectively that we just dismissed the last season. I will tell you, okay, let, let me keep this short then, because this is for another time. The reason why I link Game of Thrones ending is I have a foot, someone who only watched the first season yeah. and is too busy with life and running yeah. the business, I want to sit down and watch properly. The ending, I think, dealt with so much reality. People thought it was a fantasy and wanted to see a good ending. I have a feeling some of the comments I read was, ah, violence, ah, what's this? Apart, the hero, there wasn't a satisfactory hero happy ending for different characters to them. There was a lot of reality, but I think it's a very good reflection, hopefully like Top Boy, on the realities of uh, hard life, death, the only thing I would survival. say... With Game of Thrones, it's a, it's a little bit raw. I'm still a little bit. Um, I think I don't think it was that. I think mm-hmm. it was. I think the main thing, and this is totally off topic. The main thing that fans were disappointed with mm-hmm. is that the characters were not given the respect. The, so in Game of Thrones, you could see a story mm-hmm. unfold fold over seasons, mm-hmm. and it looked it basically got to last season, and the writers were literally just were like. The end, and it was just kind of like that was it. And I think most people were not so much angry with how the story turned out, mm. was more of how we got there. 
because mm. we literally they li- we had mid episode a time jump and they've never done that before. Uh, yeah, okay. So, so that's why people were angry. But okay. you know what? That's another story for another time. Okay. As I You're said, still nursing we wounds. Okay. we just dismissed that whole last season. Let's wait for the books for um <laughs> <laughs> what is it that R R Martin to finish writing yes. the books. Anyway, yes. Let's... So Top Boy, I think my question was six years later, Channel Four, why now? Drake, yeah. why now? acknowledge some of the root causes behind the headlines if it does that bravo yeah and i think you know it'll be interesting to see like how it does kind of like show where we've come to because Mm. things even in the last five years london as a landscape has changed so much look at you know look at where we are where we're in this weird post-brexit apocalyptic (laughs) London Mm -hmm. so or UK so it'll be interesting to see how they've kind of like weaved that narrative Mm. into the storyline so yeah okay so on to a slightly lighter topic well Mm -hmm. I don't know serious to some people when's the last time you bought some plantain hey um (laughs) okay so uh I'm based my family and I are based outside of London. Oh, okay. But the last time I bought so plantain, plantain was yesterday. Might be high. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's the thing is our price. So we don't have markets like London have and and proper access to that. So anyway, our current price is still three bananas, three plantains. Sorry, for <laughs> one pound fifteen. Okay, that's the local run Nigerian owned auntie down the road from yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. So it's not it's not bad here. So when yeah. I'm not in London, I don't even try. Don't even in supermarkets. They're always green. So that's a whole separate thing. Yeah. I buy from streets or yeah. markets. So what about you? I buy. So basically, I live in North London, so I'm not far from Finchley Park. So I just buy if I do buy plantain from there. Mm. To be fair plantain is not really a big deal to me like this is just small hey i i said it on i think i did an episode <laughs> with jay where we talked about confessions yes and unpopular opinions let me drink um, some water and <laughs> brace myself and one of my confessions was like mm, fried plantain mm, it's okay i'm not really fast and people actually like tweeted me like <laughs> um are you okay so <laughs> Your said, brain don't scatter. I've said some weird <laughs> stuff on this podcast, and I was just like, "This is you have a problem with." Like people genuinely were just like, "Oh, maybe you haven't had any good one." Because I'm sure I've had a good one, but <laughs> like it's my force. <laughs> if you don't like, you don't like. I, but that's I'm surprised. I don't know why. For me, it's not like I hate it. It's mm-hmm. more like it. I don't find it necessary. If it's there, it's there. If it's not, it's not. Anyway, but I do have a, I do have strong feelings around gentrification. And mm. one of the things that I bought, I read this article on um, Black Ballad mm. um, online magazine. And can yes. I just say, everyone should go and like subscribe to um, that website. It's actually really good. Mm, it is. It's different articles and stories for the Black British experience. Um, not just for the Black British experience, actually, but... Um, it has contributors from all over the world mm-hmm. and just really it's a really good resource and everything and I subscribed recently and I've been really enjoying the content mm. anyway so they did an article basically talking about m- explaining why the price of um, you know you might see in the plantain has increased mm. so you know maybe you could get free for a pound free for one pound fifty inflation now all of a sudden you know your local shop is asking for one pound eighty in some God places forbid, even two pounds oh. 
And this is kind of brought about a discussion that I was having at work as well, where we were talking about plantain and um, one of my colleagues actually asked me about moi moi, which is a Nigerian mm. food, because she's a vegan mm-hmm. and she was just like, oh, she's found this recipe because um, there's you can have it. It's like a vegan superfood. And I was like, oh, Pack- okay. Packaging? Packaged? No, she was, but you can buy it, I think, ready-made. Yes. So it's kind of like, is this a good thing? This whole kind of like popularization of, and I'm going to say ethnic foods, because it's not Mm. just like, say, like black food or African food. It's happening to the Asian community. Mm. So um, things like, you know, like tofu Mm -hmm. um, has like properly crossed over as Mm -hmm. like a vegetarian or vegan dish. Um, do you think it's a good thing? So, like, it's bringing our food and culture to the masses, or do you think it's a bad thing? Okay, so hmm. I'm kind of torn. So, it before you sent me the article, mm-hmm. which is really interesting, and um, I'll put a link actually yeah, in the podcast description. Yeah, that's a, it. Was a good call. Okay, before you sent to me, it's a bad thing if they're removing um, dodo from my plate <laughs> and my family's plate because it's a staple food. Yes. Uh, what's it called? For those in that all don't forms. know, dodo is yes, fried sorry. plantain. Yes. Um, well cooked, <laughs> and it's yeah. You're taking if you're taking from mine, there's not enough to go around, and it's always a bad thing when the prices hike up. Yes. But as the writer in Black Ballad elaborated, I think she she went into all of it. She mentioned about the I think the climate change effects, the crop growth, yes. the something about TR four tropical race four fungus. Oh wow! So what I love about this is it was good reporting. Thank you for sharing it. I think it is important that we understand the kind of interconnectedness exactly. of the supply chain. So I, I need to read. I need to write, read what I wrote down because no, it was. For it. it was so yes, interesting for the interconnectedness, the supply and demand, the real world effects in a relatable form. Because if we don't act now, it's going to be devastating in terms of human costs mm-hmm. locally and distant relatives around the world. It just and the nutritional value. First of all, plantain is. I mean, we have it for breakfast. It's in a one pot I cook for my husband's. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of passing on of ritual foods. It's it's in everything. It's substantial. It's filling. Yeah. And it's nutritional. So from a personal point of view, it's but then, big. But then that's why it's becoming popular. Because I suppose mm. it's other people allow yes. kind of understanding that, yes. okay, this thing, and not just about plantain, about food in general Mm. so for instance avocado avocado all sudden i think it was maybe like i want to say like the 90s just kind of came out of nowhere Mm -hmm. as this um um superfood and now Mm -hmm. you you, avocados in and on everything like i find it baffling that people eat avocado on toast and then pay like 20 pounds for it (laughs) but (laughs) in some places yeah but things like that so Mm. but in those places where so i think it's like south america where avocado is naturally grown yes it's devastating like the local local communities mm. there because you know everything's been over farmed but also it's be- something that is quite natural and local to them has now become mm. something that's too expensive for even the local people to mm. afford so 
But then at the same time, I do think it's really cool when our things, our foods, especially if someone's asking me like, oh, my, 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 like, <laughs> where, where can I, <laughs> make where it. can I get that? Make it. <laughs> How do I make it? Mm-hmm. You know, does it have to be made in the leaves? I'm just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Move away from me. But um, yeah, it's, it's, um. I kind of, I, I kind of go through different phases of like, mm. yeah, it's great, and actually no, because I want people to make money, but I want the people that have been like maybe like growing this, selling mm. this to benefit from mm. the um, kind of like new hype, not yes. the not the Jamie Oliver's. No offense to Jamie Oliver, mm-hmm. but if he I used to work sudden, for him, so we'll talk. oh okay, yeah, <laughs> but if he all of a sudden has his own range of plantain, Chris, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> I'm well, gonna have to find that's someone. Too funny. <laughs> remind, remind me later because that's in one of your questions about my background. So we'll, we'll talk yeah, about we that, the reality yeah. of him actually because he actually does walk the talk. Okay, so if you hadn't had sent me the Black Ballad, yeah, uh, article, I would not be able to answer this question. I think it it highlights the need for us to be informed, yes. united. And to be seriously aware of how the effects we have each other. As as Mo said, please read the article. I subscribe because of this, because it was well researched. As much as I know that there's different crops around the world that mm-hmm. have been obliterated to extinction or monopolized yes. by foreign um, multinationals or whatever. Because if you I, think it, about things like cocoa in Ghana yes. and stuff like that, yeah. it's... It's not a new thing. Yeah. It's just, it's great to have this highlighted. So my thing is, I think, as always, it can be combated if you're informed and you unite. And then we won't have to, you know, people, people, you have a backlash. I think with all this pressure, with the, yeah. there is enough to go around. Yeah. And even though I didn't know that Colombia was the biggest provider to US, Russia, UK, Something said about UK being the fifth uh, consumer. So all of these things, yeah, I get, but it can be protected. So yeah. as much as the Agricultural Alliance of Colombia, wherever it is, or Ecuador people are coming together mm. to save this, because mainly for the fungus, if we don't, I think it can. That, that it can. If you have enough demand for it to be in protection from the root mm-hmm. or supply or source, prices don't need to be hiked up. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? So, you know, people forget there were bread queues, for God's sake, in mm. Russia for a long time. Mm. And people, they don't want to go back to that. But there's that disparity of wealth spending remains. Yeah. It might not be shown, but that doesn't have to happen here. In, I think I think crop. on like a, a on like a... On one level, global level, I completely agree with what you're saying. But I still think on that um, micro level, Mm. that personal level, Mm. because as a community, we've seen things being taken from us Mm. and others get credit and um, commercialise it and make money from it. Teeth. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, still. (laughs) Um, But I think that's why we do get a little bit precious and maybe sometimes sensitive that, okay, someone's coming into our space and to take another thing from us and Mm. to commercialize it and make money from it and that's why you did have things like people have such a 
kind of like visceral reaction to things like I don't know Jamie's jerk chicken or mm-hmm. that kind of thing because it, it I I want to buy that from where it comes mm. from from the people that where it comes from rather mm. than someone else I need to separate I'm help me understand I need to separate this so a staple food because in my mind it it's like a African print cloth yeah and so you've got African print cloth and you've got staple food, banana, plantain, yams. It's not ours. It's no, not, it's, and not it's not ours, but we own it and we rock it and we yeah. make it popular. I get exactly. what you're saying. So And that's what I'm that's saying. That's one thing. So and, I, I, and it's I not like it. to say that other people can't have it. Of course they, you, you know, you mm. want them to have it. But also I think because I went vegan for like a month, um, a few months ago, mm-hmm. just to just try it and mm-hmm. think. And you do find that vegan food is expensive for no mm. reason. So, and I'm thinking you can't sell me like, you know, I don't know, like a coconut milk or whatever. When Which milk is in coconut? <laughs> Have you seen these drinks? Oh, Sorry, oh, you can't, you can't, you know, you can't hoodwink me into be like mm. talking about, I don't know, like these um, vegan chips that are yes. literally plantain chips. Yes saying that you know it's special <laughs> and you want to charge me four pounds for it so i think that's where i kind of like i mm. i side eye no, you're a right. little bit but i do find the whole thing really interesting mm. and this whole thing of um everybody re-looking at foods and foods that may be so even like goat meat mm. is is becoming popular within the uk because it's cheaper um mm. than say like beef but it's kind of like it was never by the British population. They never really, and when I say the British, more like the white British population, mm. they never really considered it like um, a meat that they wanted to eat. Mm. So it was more kind of like um, the ethnic minorities that would eat it. But now it's become popular again. Mm. So it's kind of like, yeah. But when it does, it pushes the price up of the... Are they selling it in supermarkets though? Not yet, but I think, yeah. again, a few, like, famous chefs have, like, talked about the benefits of eating, say, like, goat ah, meat versus, like, end. you know, um, yes. a beef or something like that. Mm. So, yeah, and that's where it comes from. So, mm. yeah, I just, I just found it quite interesting and, you know. So the article says, is food gener- is food gentrification a real thing? So you think it is a real thing then? I do. Yeah. I do. And I and I, I think we have seen it where we've kind of like seen things like that have popped up in yeah. the supermarket. Um, but then what I do and I have started to see is like um, either like African or black owned kind of mm. like um, businesses now getting into mainstream supermarkets. And I think that's, and that's what I want to see. I don't mind if you go mainstream, but it would be nice if it comes from the people that are eating it and producing yes. it on a regular basis. It's it's so odd. Okay, it's so odd. I agree with you. Because to be fair, I would like to be able to go to a supermarket and buy plantain if I needed to. Can I just take a moment and say... Take, take the moment. The plantain in the supermarkets I've seen, the only thing that comes They're to mind when I, went, when I walk into this fluorescent hell is testing abomination in aisle 12. Abomination in aisle 12 world food aisle continue they're very green they're very what's the point they're very you'd have to keep them in your house for like a couple of months but caribbean some caribbeans like the green one we like 
the yeah. yellow the one, one, the ripe yeah. ones, and there's that's good for their type. When I'm cooking yeah. it, it's my husband's preference. But normally when you go to the market, you'll see both. Yes. So you'll have the green ones and you'll have yes. like thing, but in the supermarket, yes. it's like, oh, it's this big banana. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's di- fully diabolical. But saying that, let's not, I, I, you are, you are, you're right. I agree that you have to, and everyone remixes their food anyway. It's all going to be different. Yeah. They, they take or subtract, they add or subtract. What and to be fair, taste? it's nice that we have choice. Mm. So I ordered um, pepper soup mm-hmm. on delivery. It was awful, by the way. But <laughs> still, <laughs> it was available. You had to I w- try. I will not say where I ordered it from. <laughs> Only that they need to improve. <laughs> I will not be ordering Half again. Star or no? You know what? I actually had to email delivery because it was that bad. But mm, They tried. Yeah, I told my mum and she said, this is why you need to learn how to cook. <laughs> Now it's the end of that conversation. <laughs> the thing is, okay, someone, I've been seeing some, some, I even got sent Ikea and, what was it, the jerk chicken and the, the rice oh, and yeah, peas? Uh, yeah. And they're still, after all the no, wahal and the nonsense, so people, still using green peas. So for people that didn't Stop. see it, Ikea had to remove from sale um, a dish that they were selling. First of all, who's eating full dish, full meals in Ikea? <laughs> Shame on you. The meatballs, fine, but nothing else. Um, so it was... It was. It looked like jerk chicken. Mm-hmm. I'll give them that. Okay. And then the rice and peas was genuine white rice <laughs> and green peas. <laughs> so someone had um, taken the literal <sighs> approach. Mm. So um, they had to. They've taken it off sale now mm. um, due to feedback. That's and that, and feedback is a nice way of saying that they got yes. a backlash and people are saying stop doing this. So yeah. <laughs> No comments. <laughs> but yeah, mm, I think, anyway, I, what I'll do is I'll put out the article mm-hmm. and I think it'll be a question that we should definitely ask on social yes. to see what people think. Yes. You know, is food gentrification a real thing? Yeah. Because, I don't know. It'd be I, good to know. I'm not sure. Feelings. Okay, we're going to take a short break yeah. and we'll be right back. My listeners benefit. Yes. Just explain what um I'm gonna say WTF. What does that <laughs> <laughs> so we're so we're kind of doing a live um broadcast as well mm-hmm. as recording the pod as well. Yes. So you explain for my listeners what sure. that what that means and how it works in Good yes. Vibes. So basically Good Vibes has different segments for the yeah. platform. A lot of them we have very topics, but a lot of them are quite uh let's say serious topics, discussions and stuff. So I came up with something fun yeah. and a lot of um sort of come kind of my dark humor or things just to get things get us talking about things we wouldn't normally but something fun and light-hearted okay, cool so this is the what the fuck scenario i'm nervous intrigued and excited all at the same yeah. time <laughs> so um what's it called I, i'm trying to remember how this first what the fuck scenario was inspired it'll come to me later but i'm gonna take you on it okay, okay so cool. i'm ready i'm comfortable i'm cheers, ready cheers. okay <laughs> so basically um imagine right I'm that imagining. you treat yourself to a hundred pounds cash money's worth of pamper vouchers okay cool nice for a waxing treatment okay waxing okay on arrival at the spa mm-hmm 
person is fine place you're welcomed you're into a, like this plush space oh okay fine packaging yeah okay. i can feel it i'm feeling relaxed mm-hmm. glass of champagne mm-hmm. yeah robed up you feel good oh you feel good yeah, yeah? i feel it i feel it your, bi- your bikini area and legs are waxed okay okay i'm coming already waxed you, no 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 you've arrived yeah and you've come for this leg bikini wax and leg treatment okay so it's all going well okay so they're in the process of exactly. waxing yeah. okay cool it's been done you're lying down you're relaxed okay you're even, hmm, don't a little bit of pain you're fine there's okay. no, no wahala you feel good feel hair free hair cool. free <laughs> now when you're leaving you notice branding like strips of sellotape from Poundland. Okay. And honey from Poundland. Okay. Pound shops. Okay. On the floor of the spa. Right. With your hairs upon it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. They've used Poundland sellotape. Oh, okay. And honey. From Poundland. To remove your hair. Yeah. From your legs and your bikini area. Right. Do you say or do anything? Given that you spent a hundred pounds, oh okay, for a spa treatment. No, I don't think I would. Mm-hmm. I think I'd be more concerned from a hygiene perspective mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of like uh, my <laughs> my hair is like yeah. you know all over the place and everything. Yeah. So that would probably concern me more. But in yeah. terms of like the actual materials, yeah, I don't think I'd be. Um, I don't think I'd be bothered because mm-hmm. the way I see it is like if I felt like the experience has been like worth it, like you said, mm-hmm. like I'm relaxed. Mm-hmm. They did a great job. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that painful. Yeah. Then in terms of where you, because I feel like especially something like that, you're mm-hmm. paying for the skill of the person. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think I'd be too fast. I would be concerned from a health mm-hmm. and safety perspective that <laughs> <laughs> wax strips are on the floor <laughs> and I can see them and I can identify my hair. So yeah. <laughs> this is one of the reasons I love Mo, okay? Because I was not actually expecting that. Okay. Because normally people expect high, because I was just thinking, what, yeah. going back to what you were saying, tune in on Monday the 16th of September for the Colour Out the Box podcast because yeah full Mo, episode yes full episode because Mo was talking about we're talking about different things but also about the the marketing the sell the yeah. packaging yeah. and the money that's involved in that it was food related but I yeah. just wanted to see a reaction yeah, about yeah. that so I like this I like this okay yeah. so I, yeah, I wouldn't be too upset no I wouldn't be upset at all cool Okay, so next one. Um, this that was a what the fuck, um, what the f scenario. <laughs> this is something else. Now this is okay, a more cool. um, just your reactions. I wanted to talk about pressures. Oh, okay. And um, this is for both of us. It can be quick fire opinions, or it can be involved sure. as you want. So, um, I basically remember a tweet where a man showed a before and after video of a woman. Right. That he was, he was looking, I think it, was, it might have been a dating app or something like that. Okay. But he saw um, this lady with and without makeup, like last year. And the okay. Ca- the cap- his caption for her natural state and yeah. her makeup state was, I've been lied to. Right, okay. Women, hashtag women, lies, yeah. something like that. <sighs> yeah. So my thing is, 
I looked at it and I thought she was beautiful without the makeup. Mm-hmm. But initially I thought, what take this man? Yeah. <laughs> and then realised he had a point. Okay. Because that's was, when I started going. Was it a big difference? Major difference. Okay, That's fine. when I first looked into, I have zero, I'm very, look, low maintenance. Yeah. I love a makeup when yeah. you're going out, but that's when I first looked into makeup tutorials. This yeah. contour, this thing, yeah. layers, she looked like a different person. Yeah. So that's when I thought, oh, okay, I kind of see what's going on. He was dragged. He was dragged yeah. by comments online about who do you think you are? This yeah. is our right to do this, da, da, da. But she did look like a different woman okay, with the makeup, fine. with so many layers on. What do you think about the pressure some women put on themselves to attract to attract or keep a man or woman and the pressures put on them? Do you, you know, with makeup, I do, my opinion does change a lot. Mm. So... I actually don't think makeup is necessarily the makeup that um, women are doing now is for mm-hmm. men mm-hmm. and for men's benefits. Because mm-hmm. when I look at all the makeup tutorials and stuff like that, because and I and can I just say that this is these are proper like artists, like the way people can transform their face. Mm. I am absolutely amazed by it mm. because I'm not like a big makeup person, but mm. I and that's only because I just don't have the skills. Mm. If I could do, I I can do my eyebrows Mm -hmm. and, you know, put some foundation. That's Mm -hmm. about it. So I don't think necessarily makeup is for, like, I think men need to get away from this whole thing of that women are out here trapping them, Mm. you know, left, right and centre. Yes. Um, Because the thing is, if you see a woman that has a lot of makeup, it's not like it's hidden. Like, you Mm. can normally say, like, she's got, you know, she's got nice makeup on, she looks nice. Yes. So you kind of, I feel like, should have an expectation that she may look different. Mm. So I just think it's just a case of, yeah, if she looks fine without the makeup, she looks different. Mm Mm-hmm then that's her like mm-hmm. i don't i don't i don't think i think men need to get out of this whole thing and that we're out here tricking you <laughs> or conning you into like relationships mm. and everything because if that's how the whole relationship is just based upon how she looked with makeup on then maybe yes. there wasn't much else in the relationship there you go style of a substance yeah mm. But I, I, I mean, I do get it sometimes because some of the transformations are like, oh my God, like that's... Yes. And the ones that I don't like is where it's literally like the skin tone changes completely different. Mm, that's it. Um, so where it's kind of like you literally are getting a different person, then mm-hmm. yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. But I think at the most part, makeup, women do it for themselves because mm-hmm. they want, they feel good mm-hmm. with it. So get over it. Yeah. <laughs> Get, get over it. Get over it. It'll the, be fine. I love that. You've just... Your comments, we welcome your comments below. Um, your experiences, your thoughts. Um, are you felt put under pressure? There's men and women wearing makeup, all the kind of the skin regime and things like that. As as Mo says, there's artistry involved. I agree with that. Um, yeah. Even with fashion and stuff, it's actually... There's craft to it yeah. and it's about upliftment some quick thoughts that you triggered and, and memories I remember yeah. a documentary about um, Afghan women under the Taliban and under their hijabs and their hiccups and everything I hope that's pronounced right correct me below they to feel connected that the colourful nails the yeah. lipsticks they'd wear underneath something for self as you say yeah and also 
I, I co-produced uh, Beauty Is uh, feature years ago and I remember there was one contributor I was casting for and she her partner had never seen her without makeup uh, okay she'd it, it would rub she'd get up before he woke up she'd reapply the makeup and go wow. back it's deep it's it's deep see so, that's yeah, so, your so, experiences let us know so that in that respect I can understand the partner being upset by that because mm-hmm. you know if she's not even letting him see her without mm. makeup then it mm. does kind of feel like she's hiding something mm. um but i think i think now like like you said with the contour the mm. lashes is this that it's fun yes. and it's mainly um for girls wanting to like feel good about themselves mm. and to be honest impress other women yeah. it's not for you guys so <laughs> you know let's move on from that one <laughs> it's, it's amazing to me i mean thinking of i I'm still uncomfortable when I see parents putting lipstick and even a little oh, bit God, on, no. on young kids. No, so no. I'm thinking if it's a learnt behaviour and it's conditioned from young and I'm not, you love a reaction and it's good reaction, that's kind of addictive, I should think, no? I'm not into kids wearing makeup or, or anything like that. Mm. No, their their faces is fine. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. So, that's where I draw the line. I think I was allowed to wear, like, lipstick when I was, like, 16. Yeah. So, and I think that's fine. Exactly. Um, last question. Um, if you had to okay. choose a person to speak on your behalf... Right. Who would you choose family of it could be a family or friend or it could be somebody you just like think they speak for me every time that would best represent you how do you mean is it like i need defending or something um okay for example you go mute tonsils out oh literally speak on my behalf speak on your behalf or it could be in if you wanted to be in a law court (laughs) and (laughs) and you've done crimes against plantain (laughs) Yeah. watch her episode and you know what we're talking about um, who would you choose I so if it's just to speak on my behalf as mm-hmm. in like my character yeah I would actually get my sister because she knows me really well yeah and I feel like she would say things that she would know that I would say and also not say things that I wouldn't want said yes so I'd probably get her like and we we have similar kind of like thoughts. Mm. If it was to defend me, mm. I wouldn't ask my sister. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because I feel like you know I'd like <laughs> I would I'd be end up guilty whatever I'm in charge with. So to defend me, mm. I'd probably just Oops. excuse me. I'd probably Go just on. get one of my friends um, okay. to do it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a good question. Like who, you know, I'd probably get, I'd get my mum to advocate for me because yeah. she would, she would. <laughs> would she do it well, you think? Um, to defend me because, you know, she would just see it as like my daughter would never do that crime. So yeah. Yes. So, oh, that's fair. That's yeah, true. Yeah. I think true. whether she wants to then punish me when we got home, that would be mm. a different question, um, scenario. But mm. yeah, she would defend me. Right. Publicly. I think it's very interesting as well for me, how people perceive you, those that know you, yeah, and those that think they know you, yeah, and those that actually know you yeah. from your voice. Yes. That was the that was the basis of the question. Thank you. That was the basis of the question. Yeah. Please we welcome your comments and your experiences for any of those questions and responses because I think it's very interesting how yeah. how for example 
not every family, friend, acquaintance, act or work or colleague actively listens yeah. to you in conversations from childhood to adulthood. Yeah. So when they're asked to summarise or speak on a subject, there's a... Would they do it objectively from your, with your voice and yeah. your experience or what they perceived? But then... That's why I asked the question. But I didn't think that's influenced by what you show them. So my work colleagues wouldn't be able to do that because mm-hmm. they get they get work mo. Mm. And my friends get a certain version of me mm. and so would like, say like my partner. Yes. But where I think with someone like my brother and my sister, yes. they've had, they've seen all versions of me. So mm. they've seen the, you know, the friend me, the yeah. family me, the professional me. Mm-hmm. So hence why I think if there was anyone that was going to be able to mimic how I would think or yes. what I would say, definitely i think it's because my my sister and mum my work like colleagues lovely but they see the professional side of me like literally friday when i leave the bills i'm like oh (laughs) can start acting like myself again (laughs) (laughs) but it so they so how they would represent me i think it would just be how they see me at work and everything so there's certain things i don't say this is really morbid but i always think about if i was like to die Mm -hmm. who would know all of my secrets Mm -hmm. like you know who would you know um who would know the most about me and i don't think any one person knows everything Mm. i think there's different people that know different pieces to me Mm. that's true i don't think it's morbid i think it's very practical i told my family a long time ago and this is because of working and speaking with people I'll watch a documentary and it's like cheap funerals, alternative to funerals. Yeah. I'm a spiritual person. I'm not religious. Yeah. So it got me thinking. I remember speaking it. Oh, don't, don't talk about things like this, which yeah. is understandable. It's like, God forbid, bad thing. Yeah. But at the same time, it's me being considerate. Yes. You're grieving. There's this extra weight I want to lift so, on your shoulders. Exactly. These kind of things. And I do think it's important to have those conversations because yeah. I don't want my family spending loads of money on my funeral mm, exactly. you can put me in a cardboard box for all i care and think it's biodegradable so why not exactly so, um, exactly. so that and but the thing is for even that i'd be more conscious of like burying me in something that is going to disintegrate over mm. time versus a very expensive like box that's going to be there yes. for, forever um there so you, you know things like that like even access to like my phone mm-hmm you know, I know my sister probably could work out my passcodes and stuff mm. like that. And I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. But then maybe I wouldn't want my mum going through my phone <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. So, yeah, it's like you said, I, I feel like mate, I don't I was thinking about it recently. Like, I feel mm. like it, you should probably have like a few, I don't know, key people that if yes. the worst was to happen. Yes. You're going to be in place to do the needful. We're different. To the in the in the respect that I, I'm pretty much consistent with everybody, irrespective. Oh, okay. So in you, terms of family this or is, workplace, this is the, this is the olive that they get in, and I'm, it's everyone's I'm, getting the same version. They get so, for example, to put it in a loose way, there's there's close circle. Yeah. There's my husband. There's my close family. There's my close circle of friends. There's acquaintances, but. The, I'm consistent in 
my opinions won't change because you cannot take the honesty or you cannot take that part of things. I will yeah. tell you about my experience, whether you're Caucasian or whether you're from, you're from yeah. you know, anybody, that kind of thing. But I'll try and learn with it. In a workplace, for example, I don't... Acquaintances and work and colleagues are tourists. Yeah. There's a couple who I remain tight with now mm. and that's them. There's close circle who are Caucasians, they're different origins and mm-hmm. stuff. But it's this, it's a spirit connection. See, and, you know, yeah. that's kind of thing. So I'll remain to that extent. It depends what thi- you can take. The thing is, I think if it's a friend at work, then you're getting, you they will know the friendship side mm, of me. Mm. But colleagues, like, same to you, whether they're white, Asian or black, if I put you in your my work colleague kind of category, right. then you're going to get work colleague mo, <laughs> And that's going to be like, you know, kind regards, you know, yes. as per my last email, you know, <laughs> have you read the meeting minutes? You're going to get yes. that version yes. where, you know, friend version at yeah. work might be like, oh my God, let's go get out of here and go and get some lunch. Okay. You know, that kind of thing. So yeah. So that's uh, that's the slight difference or oh my god, these people are getting on my nerves. <laughs> they weren't my last nerve. <laughs> work context in terms of professionalism yeah. and work mode, yeah. friend or not, yes, that's yeah. the same thing. I get I get that. But I just think I, I I it's very hard for me to lie. I work one of my mentors actually who's uh what's it called he he said to me, there's things, there's realisations afterwards. For very, People are going to put their assumptions on you anyway. But he yes. said to me, you need to learn how to act. I, I now know what he means because I'm just an honest person. Yeah. I cannot, I wasn't raised to, I, I live and I love truthfully. Yeah. If, if I can't, if I've got nothing positive to say, there's no need for me to say it. But if you ask me, I will try and say things honestly, but with sensitivity but I won't just allow any kind of malicious behaviour. But he, I get what he means. Basically, don't learn how to pretend when you're not pleased yeah. with misrepresentation or someone being mistreated or you're talking behind the back. I don't engage in gossip. So I think yeah. it's really weird. You can't, you're not trusted if you're not taking sides. But me, I'm like, you either talk together or I bring you together or leave me out of it. But so that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's what I mean by consistent. But then self. I think in a way that sometimes is part of the code switching because like mm. I said, I'm similar to you. Mm. I try not to get involved in like office gossip. Mm. I try not to The pub is not by force. No, that's the Another thing. thing. I'm not a big <laughs> drinker. So even for me, me for too. that is it was never that whole work culture, then go to the pub mm. kind of thing. It was never my thing but there are times where I know I have to not almost put on like a facade or something or pretend Mm -hmm. but definitely I am not fully myself Mm, I see what you mean and even sometimes like you said even reaction like some things will be said and my face will be so neutral (laughs) (laughs) so neutral and and I've learned that over time there's some things where it has shown on my face and my work colleagues that I've worked through for many years even my neutral face they can kind of see where the eye starts twitching that oh my god she's going to kill someone (laughs) but I'm like oh okay can Mm -hmm. we can we take this offline Mm -hmm. Um, that's normally my my way of saying (laughs) I'm leaving this meeting (laughs) so yeah so I think and I do think everybody to an extent kind of does that Mm -hmm. and you 
they call it code switching, isn't it? Yes. Where you you kind of present this version, and I and I to be fair, I kind of do that even at home. Like say, like with like my parents, mm-hmm. that version of me that they're getting is different to the one that you know I'm gonna show my friend. It has changed over the years, mm-hmm. and I think as I've gotten older. I've been able to make a friendship with yeah. my mum versus mum and Give daughter. Thanks. Give thanks. Kind of thing. Um, and every now and then we have a little joke. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that has come with age. You know? yes. But I do think also with the whole work context as well, it's come with age that I'm starting to relax and yes. be friends with, pe- um, with people at work. But not everyone. Like you said, not by force. It's not, it's not by force. And also that... Um, we'll talk about that in you've, you've got questions about that yeah. as well in terms of um, work and experience and things like that we'll, we'll talk about so I just got um, to this but I had actually forgive me I had one question about pressures as well oh actually. okay let's just like see which is sure go for it was it about if I was just I just wondered about because you're talking about family yeah as well which is have you ever felt that kind of family pressure in terms of how you carry yourself you know because you're talking about switching codes yeah with definitely family, but, you know how do you navigate that De- definitely I think like I said there's several versions of yourself so yeah. if in terms of like family when say for instance where I am at like a family function yeah that version of me is similar to the work version of me because it's not I am controlled about what I say, yep. how I speak to people. I'm probably not fully myself yep. because I know that I have to be respectful. <laughs> I'm representing the family, that kind of thing. So, yes. yeah. Yep. So, yeah, you do. There is a little bit of a, a pressure there. Cool. Because you are, you're, especially in like Nigerian culture, there is this kind of thing that you're representing your name, your family. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. You're like, when you're out and about, you're the family ambassador, basically. Exactly. Exactly. But you've done well. You're you're here, you've survived. Yeah, exactly. We didn't (laughs) die, as everyone says. (laughs) Thank you so much. So welcome back. So um, Olive, now um, it comes to this part of the episode mm-hmm. where we talk about highlight of the week, mm-hmm. um, where it's basically anything you want to bring a spotlight to, um, shine a light on. Um, it could be something that's coming up or something that you've been to. So should I go first? Yes, please. Because you're, you're the newbie. So <laughs> I will go first. And so my highlight of the week is um, I went to go and watch a short... Well, I went to the Channel 4 um, showcase of Random Acts, the mm. short films that they do. Mm. So for anyone that doesn't know, um, Channel 4, they have these kind of like short films that they can like show in between programming. Um, you can watch it, I think, on... Um, um, their on-demand platform mm-hmm. and so a friend of mine um, um Adeyemi Michael mm-hmm. he um basically he made a film last year called Entitled mm-hmm. and now has a new short film called um let me get the title right um Dark Matter mm-hmm. and it's basically been commissioned I think by the Science Gallery okay 
and um, talking about dark matter, but Dan, he's managed to kind of like marry what he does from a um, filmmaker point of view, mm. still conveying um, a scientific um, like message, basically. Cool. It's really interesting. Um, I'll put links to um, the um, his socials so people can see it. Um, but it was just really interesting. And then it was just interesting to just see what other people are making mm. as well. So some of the films are really like weird and like wonderful and I not gonna lie I didn't get all the concepts and messages mm. but it was just interesting just to see like what people how they think and mm. within a short kind of especially a short film it's mm. like some of the films are literally like three minutes mm. to see how someone can convey like a whole story yes. in such a short um, period of time like you just that you're you have to try and like pick up all like the different messages and concepts but yeah so that was my highlight of the week oh cool I'll check it out yeah definitely yeah. definitely and have, I don't know if you've heard of his first film Entitled mm. so basically in that one um it's it's almost like talking about um the story of um, migrants, especially from West Africa, coming mm-hmm. to the UK, and there's a the most famous kind of like shot from that film is ah, where Auntie on the horse. Exactly. Oh yes. So yes. you have seen it. So I did. Sorry. Yes. His, and that's actually his mum. Yes. On a horse with the gele. Full gele, full tra- um, traditional outfit on, um, yes, on a horse going down Peckham High Street. Mm. So um, yeah. So yes. and that. You know, I think I think it was almost a year ago that I first um, saw that. Yeah, absolutely amazing. It is, and it's a short film, but it says so much. Yeah, it, and, and cinematic. It's, it's beautifully mm. shot, mm. and his mum actually rode the horse. So, yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. So definitely. So now he's got a new offering. So definitely check that out. And I, I just said I will put links to all the socials. Cool. So what's your highlight of the week? Um. Sorry, I've thought about this literally four a.m. this morning, and you have to correct me. You said an options and something about life hack. Oh. I actually have not looked up the definition of life hack. Oh, but I have them all the time. Yeah. This is so. <laughs> Correct me if this isn't one, but literally, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to be my highlight. Okay. I'm the highlight of the week. Go for it. I'm my highlight of the week, even. So, what I noticed, in terms of just assessment of life, stillness. Okay. yeah. It's a simple thing. It's, it's not new, but it's just being still and just monitoring my heart rate. Oh, okay. And thinking of the different people in my life. Okay, so almost like a meditation. Yes. Ah, nice. And so do they, do they, each person, family, friend, colleague, whoever, even myself, whatever I'm thinking of, a situation or them behaviour or my behaviour, does my heart rate increase in a good or a bad way? Okay. And then to just acknowledge why and if it needs to be dealt with with the person mm-hmm. or they need to take ownership or just like actively listen or if they need to be locked off or okay. cut off. So if it's a negative, that kind of assessment of things. I just, it came it came to me this year. I've been through a lot. So is it so something it that you maybe like you do like from time to time, you just take a moment, yeah. think of different people within your life and 
um, basically yeah. almost like monitor the heart, your heart. Pretty rate. much because I, I there's, I just noticed in, in the meditation, because my friend uh, Nilu is good for that. And he's just like, he's been saying it for years and I've done zero about yeah. it. But as it's just been, I mean, we, we take, we've got a good work-life balance anyway for the last three years since we um, started the business. And it's that there are two days in the week that has been in there and it's just about our time. Do yeah. nothing or catch up with life admin mm. or work admin. And it's just, that includes the satisfying turning off the alarm. Yeah. A little bit of yoga. You know my allergy to sports and exercise. <laughs> um, a lot of my people know this. But the, the Nilu said the meditation, that helped. And that stillness and the monitoring came from that basically i just lie there and the kind of guided meditation yeah and the stretching um trying to get my daughter to do that because it, it doesn't last long when you've got yeah. a toddler but she's actually into it now and stretch and stretch yeah. but um joking aside it was it's a really good way of just like noting who yeah. what energy people bring and the flags that came up in the past yeah that should have been taken note of that actually subtract yourself from their equation yeah much better so maybe we can call it the meditative life audit i like it so, life audit, yeah. yeah so i think everyone should maybe try that i certainly will yeah just to have that um that short period of time to be a bit still mm-hmm. quiet think about people mm-hmm. and have that mental life audit yeah okay so we've come to the end of the episode. Thank mm. you, to Olive, so much for coming. You're welcome. I hope it wasn't too bad. It's brilliant. Okay, I good. enjoyed. <laughs> Just remind everyone, where can the good people find you? Okay, um, basically, a YouTube channel, you can look for Good Vibe Solutions. That's G-U-D-V-Y-B-Z Solutions. Um, you can do hashtag G-U-D-V-Y-B-Z, and that should come up um, at Good underscore vibes on insta and twitter and then on facebook it's good vibe solutions nice and i'll put all the details in the podcast description and on um color out the box website which everyone should be visiting yes um as always you can find color out the box on instagram facebook and twitter do message us i actually have a i have a favor for everyone that subscribes or is listening could you just like you know use the hashtag let us know what you think of the episode bitch you like which you don't like what you agree with what you don't agree with mm. just just some feedback yes because <laughs> i can see you guys listening but sometimes i'm just like oh okay people listen but no one talks to me <laughs> the dms are open come on talk to me so yeah let us know what you think and especially if you've tried the what did we call it meditated life audit. life audit yes yeah so um do let us know um but yeah until next time bye be kind Your stuff. The way I love that plantain question, I love learning. Yeah. It's always good.